Hi, you're listening to Book Chat with author Vivian E. Moore. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello and welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, Dr. Vivian E. Moore. I hope everyone is having a great day and I hope you had a great weekend. All right, so let's get straight to today's show. The title is, It's Gonna Be All Right. And the topic is Good and Bad Reviews. All right, it still isn't enough for all the writers who feel like no matter how hard they try, After dedicating countless hours of brainstorming, sore fingers from ceaseless typing on a keyboard, then jumping through hoops with editors and everything that comes with publishing, to only have a reviewer gut you with a bad review. Don't worry. It's going to be all right. I said it and I meant it. Bad reviews are not the end of the world. All successful authors have had them, great ones too, but it's the bad reviews they remember. It haunts them and a reminder that not every reader likes what they read. Okay, did you hear me? So why take the time to read a book you hate? Maybe because some reviewers like what they like and don't mind cutting authors to the to the white meat shows. <laughs> Shout out to Bernie Mac. Or they could be brutally honest and refuse to flatter lousy writing and undeveloped storytelling skills. Okay, and that's just the truth of the matter. My personal opinion is that um, you know some readers like giving bad reviews, regardless. Doesn't matter if the book was good. Uh, If it was, um, you know, awesome, mediocre, whatever, you know, sometimes negative people will find uh, something bad to say, no matter what. I mean, they may give you a couple good points, but they always come back with a jab to the gut. All right. So anyway, um, now you may not realize that, you know, there is a technical side to book reviews. You know, you know, you had them when you were in school, you had to do book reviews. And, uh, you know, and you had to lay everything out just so. The same thing applies to book reviewers. Now, book reviews uh, generally have three parts. uh, The summary, background, uh, author details, and then critical analysis. All right. So that sounds like a mouthful, and it is. Uh, It also seems professional. In most cases, book reviewers have read hundreds of books and share their honest opinions about your work. So, you know, they put the time in, so that qualifies them uh, to be able to um, critique your work, okay? So, that's what you want, an objective review that touches on each level of your book. The critical part is how you deal with less complimentary reviewers, 
<laughs> who seem like they're coming for you. All right. Don't come for me. All right. Unless I call you. I'm just kidding. Anyway, before you agree wholeheartedly with this analysis, let me say you, the writer, also play a part in how your book scores. Okay. Now, ask yourself, did I thoroughly represent the characters I created? Did the premise fit the story or leave the readers asking, what was that all about? Okay, so and let me tell you, yes, I'm a writer, but I'm also a reader, and I've read 100 books. I've read 1,000 books. I've read more than that. I've read 10,000 books over my lifetime. I know I have, probably 10,000 plus books. But anyway, um, and I've read quite a few of them that left me saying that same thing. What was that all about? I didn't get it. You know, I, I, I missed something. You know, some books I had to start maybe two, three times before I could figure out what is this story about. You know, either I couldn't um, focus on it or it just didn't hold my interest long enough for me to focus on what was happening. All right. But then again, you know, I have started and stopped reading some, reading, uh, some books that once I went back to it, and it was just because of where my headspace was. It had nothing to do with how the book was written. It was just my headspace at the time. And so I put the book down and then I went back to it and started reading it and was like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I picked this book up again because it was just that good. All right. So that may be the case for other readers out there as well. So, you know, in any case, we want the readers to stay objective because that is so important when giving book reviews, um, you know. Try to pick out, you know, some good things. And, I mean, if you just hated the book, then just be honest and say, okay, I hated it, you know, and don't read it or whatever. But still, you know, it's left up to the next uh, person who wants to read that book to determine if they like it or not. All right. So, um, you know, it, it still happens um, all the time. All right. But anyway, um, when it happens and, and you know that, um, you know, that you've done everything that you're supposed to do. It's, it's, it's okay. All right. But ineffective writing is guaranteed to affect whether reviews are good or bad. So keep that in mind. That is essential. Now we want to stay on sound footing and never travel to the other side. Okay. You always want to stay on the good side of writing. Make sure that you've done everything that you need to do. And, uh, you know, that you put, you put the work in and, uh, and you know, that book is good. So you're just waiting for those reviews to come. All right. And hopefully all of them will be great reviews and not bad ones. But anyway, um, it still happens even when you followed all the rules. But don't despair because guess what? It's going to be all right. Book reviews were designed to allow the readers to express their points of view. All right. Just like when you create characters and you are writing from the character's perspective, from their POV. POV, okay? So the same thing applies to readers. But we still need them as much as we hate the possibility of a bad review. It comes with the territory, all right? So just prepare yourself for that. Honestly, bad reviews are better than no reviews. <laughs> That's the bad part when you have no reviews. That means no one has read your book and, uh, you know, and, and you want those reviews, good or bad, so it will, you know, drive readers to the book to determine that for themselves, all right? So, but if that should happen, here's a ray of sunlight to lift your spirits. Bad reviews do not deter most readers. If anything, it makes them want to read the book before determining if past reviews were right or wrong, okay? 
at least we hope they will take that stand and and help an author not help an author out okay we need all the help we can get either way it's gonna be all right now you may not believe this but bad reviews point out weaknesses that the author can build upon when they write the next book okay so that's what you want you want objective opinions but when you read those reviews um, it gives you the opportunity to underscore um, what the readers thought was most impressive and what was less impressive you know they gave you the highs and lows of the book and so it helps you to um, to determine, you know, well, the next time, you know, when I write my next book, then, you know, I know to go a little bit more deeper into this, you know, go into a little bit more detail about that. So it gives you pointers as the writer to know how to formulate your story to make it better than the last one. All right. And remember, the constructive criticism, it, it was not designed to highlight flaws but to showcase strengths and that's what we want that's why we uh we appreciate um reader reviews so much no matter you know what i've said today um we depend on those reviews because they help sell our books okay they help other readers to find us and to read the stories for themselves and then you know and so on and so on and so on you know that's just how it goes so um and that's what we want more than anything, uh, we want our work to stand out, you know, um, you know, because we, we all want to be bestsellers someday. But until that happens, we want to continue to generate book reviewers um, so they can generate book reviews. And that will help us, too, in the long run to to sell more books, to reach that goal of one day becoming a bestselling author. OK, because, you know, everything else plays its part. Great writing, great editing, all of those things. Um, you know, great storyline and all of that, but uh, the reviewers in the end is really and truly what uh, generates uh, the uh, the most book sales. Because um, you know, when you when one person likes your book, sometimes it's like a wildfire; it just catches on, and before you know it, you know, you've got thousands of, of reviews out there. And you know, with anything, you know, it may be. You know, maybe five, ten that are negative reviews, but for the most part, you know, to have those many reviews um, out there uh, about your book, and and the majority of them are great reviews, that tells you something about how that book was written. All right, now the downside of that is I've read uh, books that have had thousands of book reviews, and and I was left asking myself, now how in the world did that happen? Because you know I wasn't that impressed. Uh, with the book, but nevertheless, whether I write a review or not, I always start. I want to make sure that I leave some lasting impression about that book. So, you know, and most of the books I read, they get high marks. You know, I give them four and five stars because they deserve it. You know, and like I said, I read a lot of books, so I would love to be able to write reviews uh, about each and every one of them. And, um, you know, if time permits, I, I, you know, I will write book reviews, but sometimes time does not permit. So I start just the same. So, you know, that I was here, you know, I read the book, I enjoyed the book and I gave you high praise, uh, for your work on that book, whether I write a descriptive review or not, you know, that I enjoyed it and I appreciate it by how many stars that I gave it. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Good reviews. Are always preferable but even when they're not it's gonna be all right 
right, y'all. So that is the show for today. But before I let you go, I want to make sure I leave you with a few of these URLs because that is equally important to you listening to my show each and every Saturday at 6. And of course, uh, to find the show, uh, to listen to it live is at Spreaker and that URL is at HTTPS colon four slash four slash www.spreaker.com four slash user four slash author Vivian Moore. You can follow me across all social media, which includes Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay. And also, uh, you can check out my website if you wish. That is at authorvivianemore.com and authorehshepherd.com. Uh, you can also follow my blog. I hope you will. That is at https colon forward slash forward slash dot vivianemore dot blogspot dot com. Okay. So those are all the places where uh, you can um, where you can pick up the show. Now these are all the places where you can listen to the show. Now I'm just going to give you the short list of where Book Chat is available, but it is actually available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay. Uh, Spreaker, Apple Podcast, Spotify iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, YouTube, SoundCloud, Giles Saban, uh, iTunes, Audible.com, Verbal, Luminary, and then Amazon. All right. So those are all the places where you can listen to uh, book chat uh, to the recorded episodes. But um, especially you can listen to the live uh, show on uh, Spreaker each Saturday at 6, okay? Um, and next Saturday, uh, I think that's the 20th. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but just let me check the date right quick to make sure that I am on on point with that because I don't want to overstep and uh, give you a date that's not accurate. Yes, next Saturday is the 20th, and that will be a special show. I will be interviewing uh, one of, um, of Chattanooga's... Um, local personalities, news personalities, and uh, this person is also an author. So I hope you would tune in to the show and listen. Um, And uh, I'm sure it will be informative as well as entertaining. And I am looking so forward to to interviewing uh, my guest. And I won't give you the name because I want you to be surprised uh, next week. But uh, Saturday, I will give you uh, the author's name, so that way you will you will, you will know who it is. And uh, but this will just give you something to think about and wonder who is going to be uh, until next Saturday. All right, so I want you to stay tuned for that. Uh, also, tomorrow's worship day, and I hope that you're staying tuned for that. That you will be um, ready to go out and worship, uh, or if you're standing at home, worship. Uh, you know, um, last. Uh, well, earlier in the week, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't um, broadcast this. But anyway, we had a death in my family. It's why we didn't do, why I didn't do the show last weekend. And um, but anyway, um, at that funeral, uh, the pastor said something to me that was, uh, it was very meaningful. You know, for all those um, parishioners who have yet to go back to church who are still. I'm listening to it, you know, across the uh, the internet or however you're you're um, listening to your weekly sermons. Um, he said that you know if you're staying at home, you can't sing um, in the choir stand from home. You can't usher uh, and and um, you know and do all those things that's a part of the worship service. So you know that was a very valid point. And, uh, and it just makes all the sense in the world. And I understand, you know, that a lot of people still want to be cautious because, um, 
COVID is still here. It has not gone anywhere, even though they have relaxed uh, the guidelines a bit. But we still need to be careful and be mindful of that. All right. Because sometimes if you don't feel sick um, and if you have it, um, you can give it to someone else who, you know, may have a very weak immune system and it could make them very, very ill. So we don't want to do that or be responsible for making anyone sick if we can avoid it. All right. So, um, you know, and that just lets us know that um, we never know um, what tomorrow will bring. And so, you know, we have to tell the ones that we love the most how we feel about them because tomorrow is not promised. Today may be the only chance you get to say that. So on that note, I love you. I hope you love me back. Until the next time you hear my voice, God bless you and goodbye. Loved what you've heard on this week's episode? Well, well, the answer is simple. It would mean the world to us if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and feedback. Spreading the word really is the best way to grow our podcast and achieve even greater things. Thank you. Thank you.